My name is Fraser. My name is Mark. And we are the hosts of the Geekiest Show Alive. To the outside world, we're ordinary geeks. But in the fab international studios, we talk comics and find other geeks just like us. This is Geek of the Week. Welcome to Geek of the Week, issue 8, with your regular hosts, Fraser and Mark. I'm Fraser. And I'm Mark. So, Mark, I hear a little birdie told me that you were on a podcast this week. Do you want to talk about that before we get into the full show? Yeah, yeah, I was. I was on Graps and That, um, which is a relatively new podcast on iTunes. Um, For those of you that don't know, I'm a professional wrestling ring announcer as well as a radio host and other stuff. And... um, (laughs) To put it uh, briefly. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of jobs. And um, they had me on as a guest to talk about the last nine years in uh, British professional wrestling and um, tell my stories and stuff like that. It was a great it was a great podcast. I really enjoyed it. If you want to um, tune in, it's at Graps, G-R-A-P-S-N, that, Graps and that, on Twitter. And then there's a link to their iTunes download. I heard as well that you plugged this show quite a bit. I did, of course I did. Which is great. So if you li- if you listened to that show and you listen to this now, welcome, hello, how's oh, yeah. it going? <laughs> I annoy Mark on this, so it's going to be a, you're going to you probably heard him all being so, uh, smooth and like nice talking on that. Yeah, this you're probably going to see him rage yeah, quite a bit. The, the host of Graps and that was was lovely. Josh's name is. He was lovely and friendly and really accommodating. Whereas you're just oh no, nah, you don't want that though. Do no, you? Not I week, do. not week by week. I do now. We've got a cool little thing going. Now, I was going to include this in the news, but, like, not having a trailer really isn't news. Like, not news isn't news, if that makes sense. What? So, there's supposedly going to be an Avengers 4 trailer. Uh, on Wednesday, on Good Morning America, that was the big thing, but George Bush, the older George Bush, died, and it was, like, a funeral that day, oh, so right, it was yeah. apparently rumours where it got cancelled. There's just a load of rumours on rumours on rumours. But what uh, was really cool, there was a comic book resources did this sort of like Avengers 4 bingo. If you want to check it out, it's on our Facebook group. Um, just go on there. And what we're trying to do is sort of, if you go on there, comment sort of five things on there. It's like a, it's a usual bingo list of like 25 stuff. So if you pick five, we're trying to do like a little thing, see who can get the most right and who can get Avengers 4 bingo. It's just for the trailer, by the way, so like what appears in the trailer. Just just search for Geek of the Week radio show on Facebook. Before we go into the news, Fraser, I've got oh, some really yeah. good news. Oh, okay. As of this week, um, I am qualified as a uh, oh, okay, humanist yeah. wedding celebrant. Woo! Now... So, so this, is my, this is my new job, as well as my other jobs, and I'm... I'm able to marry you, so if you, if not not you, but so people. I was going to say so for the naive who don't know what a celebrant. Okay, well, a, a is humanist it? is a person with no faith who uh, lives life in the here and now because we believe that you only have one life and it's best to live it as well as you can, and it's a very kind of like logical and philosoph- philosophical way of life. Sounds like Spock. A little bit, perhaps, but I'm not as clever as him. Yeah. And a celebrant is someone who can marry you or do a funeral for you with a, with a non with no religious elements at all. So if you are interested, drop me a message. Nice, nice, right? Let's get up. I need photos of Spider-Man. 
So with the lovely sound of J. Jonah Jameson's voice, you know it's time for the news. And we've got, again, another loaded week. I'm just, I'm liking these. We had, I think, just one week where we were a bit stagnant, but ever since then it's just been like, bam, 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 bam. In fact, we even, like, discluded some stuff, which I might include next week. But the big news has got to be that Captain Marvel had their second trailer. So, did you check it out? What did you think about it? Well, we were all kind of like, that's got to be scrolls. And then it was, it's definitely scrolls. Scrolls, yeah. I like the fact that it's, I think that they're using makeup for scrolls rather than CGI, and I like that. Yeah, that it's I, more I, like I practical. really, really like that. And, um. A young Samuel look. Jackson. Yeah, they've no. done really well on Samuel L. Jackson as well. He looks really cool, and he likes cats. Yeah. So you know, that's that's all exactly good for me. Exactly. I was going to say. I imagine Mark is an avid cat lover. I do love and the cat cats. owner. So I was like, oh, this is just right up down Mark's alley when he sees. Really that cat. is. There's a funny. <laughs> there's a funny meme I saw that which was like, um, so in Winter Soldier he goes, the last time I trust someone, I, l- I lost an eye. And there were some people joking that he trusted the cat and then the cat took out his oh, eye. Oh, no. <laughs> Cats are no. Obviously, it's probably, like, we are... There's The big rumour is, and, you know, many signs point towards that this is the film we see him lose the eye. Yeah. A lot of speculating as well. Like, he's got a gash on top of his eye that maybe that's just for the trailers and in the actual film he won't have an eye because they've done that in the past. They did it with Thor Ragnarok. A lot of the trailer, he had two eyes. Whereas in those uh, scenes in the trailer, okay. in the scenes in the film, he lost that eye. Uh, okay, right. And it's it's quite easy for them to do that. But I dug it. I sort of um, I liked uh, that it went into more depth about Carol Danvers and stuff like that. Mm. And just the she's really caught between this war between the scrolls and the Cree. And I feel like that there's that old older lady who's not. Oh, I keep saying older lady. There's a lady in charge who seems to be like almost pulling the strings for this war and Carol Danvers what it seems like is like caught in between and she's like saying to this woman no I've caught you out here you're setting this up again this is all speculation and she's like I'm not fighting for either of you what I did like as well is so they show a damaged bit of um, her dog tag that says her name Carol Danvers but pop vinyls are the worst thing ever. Ugh. We both have a dislike. We don't like pop vinyls on on this show. Personally, it's because I know if I had one, I'd have I'd have them all. But also, they spoil so much. So Jude Law for the longest time was rumored to be Captain Marvel, so the male version, and then yeah. you know passing it on. But it's actually been revealed he's um, one of the villain. I can't pr- I can't pronounce the name, so I'm not even going to try. But he's going to be like one of their old villains and the whole Cree team are made up of villains so they're sort of like that edgy thing of like uh, maybe she's going to be going against both of these and maybe both sides aren't that great but her pop vinyl had the name Vers and that's the other half of her dog tag that we don't see in the trailer so maybe they pick that up and they think her name is Vers and she's referred to that hmm. which would be pretty cool um, yeah that, that that's Doug it I, I, I'm I'm impressed that you've gone into that level of detail that you've studied pop vinyls. I was just like, oh, isn't this authentically 80s? Yeah, 90s. Is it? It's 90s. Is it yeah. 90s? Because Blockbuster's rocking it. Uh, okay, but I mean, the the outfits and. I mean, the outfit. I'm a 90s chick. I think her outfit was was a bit more hokey than they've really allowed the outfits to be in the past. Yeah, Which is, again, a reference to the outfits in the comic books of the of the time so I liked yeah. that I was like uh, I think yeah. it's also it's a sign of the times uh, not to quote uh, Harry Styles there but <laughs> of wow. comic books of like 
you know, in the 2000s and stuff like that, they made X-Men where all leaven was like, nope, nothing like the comic books. Now it's just like, no, comic book or They're going for that more comic book look. Yeah, they are. With costumes. And I like a little mohawk. It seems to be more of a recent stuff because Captain Marvel's very confusing to, like, pinpoint a natural origin and stuff like this. Like, it's all very confusing, but Kevin Feige came out and was like, nope, we're doing the recent run. So that makes it a bit more easy to follow and if I ever do a comments compared makes it easy to do that then just like right I'm trusting Feige here he says this one I'm gonna go for it now a bit of spidey news because you know surely not I always try and force it in this is actually kind of interesting so the film's coming out well there's previews today exciting and there's the, the actual release in a couple more days but the Enter the Spider-Verse again has been getting amazing stuff on Rotten Smiles we talked about it last week it has won the Best Animated Film at the New York Film Critics Circle Awards. Wow, that is a mouthful. <laughs> but this is pretty good for the film because the past three winners of the Oscars also won this award. So you got Coco, Zootopia, okay. or Zootropolis if you're from the States, and Inside Out. That's pretty big, actually. Yeah, so it's, it's looking kind of good for it. But it's interesting when you look at those three because they're all Disney films. Inside Out is Pixar, but Pixar Disney same difference but this really isn't this is a sony film so it's someone taking the light away from disney but I'm, disney won't be too disheartened because they still get all the merch money so right here's the thing every show for the last goodness knows how long you've been like wow spider-verse so i'm a little bit overhyped so i hope it's good otherwise I'm oh my <laughs> well i'm gonna love it anyway because it's just again it's just many different spider people and i just love it me absolutely love it so yeah there is a bit of hype there not gonna lie a little bit not gonna lie it's a bit build up now some tv news here chilling adventures of sabrina had a little season two promo and has gotten a release date of april 5th 2019 which is very close that like, seems really close for it Netflix do this. They have some series where they make you wait forever, like Making a Murderer. Yeah. And some series where they're like, oh, next week we're releasing series two. Yeah, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. So it's um, I guess it it's bodes, good news. It bodes well for the series, though. I've really it, enjoyed it so far. Again, I think I even mistakenly said it on air. I thought it was going to be a week-by-week release like they do with no. Riverdale, but it was one ten-episode chunk, yeah. and I like that, and I like that they're going to do it I much prefer again. a binge. Yeah, a good old binge. But it's really cool as well that, yeah, again, April 5th, it like came out like maybe last month or something. So yeah. it's like we're not having to wait about that much. And it's less than I a year, more, which is unusual. There's more story to tell and stuff like that. And it feels like this could keep going and going. And yeah, I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, mate. Buzzing. Buzzing. Now, the last bit of news is comic news. And it's comic news I'm very, very, very excited about. So, The Heroes in Crisis is the latest big arcing story in DC. It's probably leading to a reboot in the whole universe. Just because of Again? the trigger warning of Crisis. Whenever you see Crisis, you know, yeah, they're probably restarting. I find DC so confusing. Marvel's bad enough, but I find <laughs> DC so confusing. So, Tom King, the writer of Heroes in Crisis, and he's been doing, like, Batman stuff, Mr. Miracle. Anything that's really decent, kind of now, is, like, Tom King sort of on it. He's on the ball, like, fair play to the guy. But on his Twitter, he teased a Booster Gold and Blue Beetle reunion with a little fist bump, and it was on Twitter, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I was like, bromance is back. I was like, oh, it was great. What did you think of this news, though? I'll go into it a bit more, but... Yeah. All right. So I know. have no opinion. Mate. Mate, it's Look, just... I'm honest, okay? It's so cool, though. Like, like I w- Put, put he, some Blue Beetle on, I'm a he- on, on, like, 
on trade off, and yeah. I'll actually uh, read. No, some. I'm not going to put Boo Beetle on trade off. I'm going to put Booster Gold on trade off. Okay. And rest assured, it's oh. already on there. Fine, I'll read. Boo some. Beetle is not Boo Beetle. Stop putting Boo Beetle in my mouth. Blue Beetle, Blue Booster, Beetle, Blue Beetle. Booster Gold is. Who? Mate, incredible. Well, that's the thing. He's the greatest hero you've never heard of, and that's his little gimmick. Because basically, I'll explain a bit about Booster Gold. Okay. So he was—he's this guy from this from the future, right? And he was working as like just like he was just working in this museum, this Gotham museum. But one day he picked up this like superhero suit, went back in time, and basically because he knew everything that was going to happen, he made himself look like the hero and stuff like that, and he became the basically like celebrity icon worst kind of hero where it's like you're just doing it for the fame and all that but in hammer kind of thing. but yeah, yeah. But then they did a even cruel twist they went oh you're a time traveler and now what he does is he has to go back in time and fix continuity errors because you know it's the dc universe they reboot all the time there's going to be a lot of continuity errors okay just that's because quite flash goes and do, does all that so now the dramatic uh, the not dramatic error the, the irony is he saves the world all the time, but no one knows, and everyone still sees him as this old Hollywood, like, oh, you're just an ego guy. And it's... That's actually very clever. I'll give you it that. It is brilliant. And he's... I, I was gutted because he was missing in Rebirth, and, like, a lot of the other versions, like 52... Like, there was this big story called 52 where he was a part of that, and he was a big, pivotal part of that. And then before, pre, pre-New 52, again, same difference. He was a big part in it. And then he came back to Rebirth... Did some stuff with Superman, made Superman realise he's a great hero. Did some stuff with Batman, same thing again. And now he's doing this Heroes in Crisis. But the real linchpin of Booster Gold is his relationship with Blue Beetle. They're sort of like, it is that bromance sort of buddy cop thing. And the fact that, like, Blue Beetle's been in Rebirth for the longest time. I'm just like, oh, I just want to see the two together. And there's so many stories where booster gold's been devastated because blue beetle spoiler died or whatever and then he's had to sacrifice all these different people just to try and save him and realize that he can't do, uh, yeah it's a real linchpin and just to be honest man i'm just hyped the back and it's well it sticks them on trade-off I'll they're a bit uh, that does sound pretty cool remind me of dumber and dumber a bit but they are temps kind of useful now mark <laughs> it's paul or pass now we are going to get a better intro i was supposed to do it at some point yeah, were and you going to do it this week? I was, yeah. But you haven't then, done it. But then I realised I was on. It was my turn to read trade off, and I was like, oof, oof. I had a lot on, but yeah. Well, like, no, you had to read, read one trade. Exactly, yeah. That's, that's a busy it, week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At one trade and three comics on for pull or pass. So some, of, some of us got qualified to be a humanist wedding celebrant. Leave it out. Well, some fine, of us yeah. also worked jobs and went places this weekend, okay? I've got lots of jobs. Yeah, same here, mate. Right. Get Don't care about your jobs. Pass. All I care about, all I care about is pull or pass. Tell people the about way pull, pull or, pass. or pass works is ignore Mark. Hey, listen to my soothing voice, and I'll tell you how pull or pass works. It's basically when you go into your local comic book store and you pick up a comic. Let's say I've been saying Batman a lot recently. Uh, let's mix it up. Let's think of a bizarre. Ca- let's say Daredevil. you pick up Booster Gold uh, issue one. Congratulations, right. you're about to discover something com- amazing. You go, <laughs> you go into the comic book store, you pick up Booster Gold 1 and you put it behind and they say, oh, they most of the time will ask you, oh, do you want to add this to your pull? And what that basically means is whenever there's another Booster Gold issue, two, three, four, now I usually say million, but we're not that lucky to get that many issues of Booster Gold. So no. 
which is kind of sad. But when there is a booster gold issue, they will put it behind for you and you can walk into your store and say, oh, hey, uh, what's on my pool this week? And they'll pull it out and be like, hey, look, here's some booster gold. And you be, and you become a very, very happy person for that day. You're like, ah, all is good in the world. Sort of like a subscription service, but like less scary and hectic. It's not like, we need a direct debits and you need to be here every Wednesday to pick up your comments. You're just like, ah, it's chill, dude. They're going to be back here. Yeah. We know you're good. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. And the way pull up pass works is we look at free comic books. It's usually free, sometimes more, but free's always the minimum. And we say whether we'd put them on our pull or whether we just pass on them. Almost always they tend to be issue one of something. But again, yeah. we do have exceptions. Exactly, yeah. It's either like the start of a new story because um, sometimes this is another thing if you're getting into comics don't always worry about starting at one sometimes new story it'll be on like issue 800 but that's the first story for that that'll be the new story and they introduce new readers into it um, just trying to think yeah Marvel's one of Marvel's le- like Marvel's Legacy launch did that they had all the big numbers but it was basically starting at the beginning for mm. new readers and had a cool little bit at the end where it was like Here's everything you need to sort now. Here's a two-page origin story. But, yeah. So, usually as well, if you check these out, you, if you want to get into comic scene, check these out. It's usually a good place to start. So, the first one I'm going to talk about this week is called Self-Made by Image Comics. Now, what did you think of Self-Made, mate? Surprise me not. This was actually my choice for Puller Pass this week. And it was one I've been looking forward to for a while. Um, <clears throat> I liked... Now, last week we talked about um, what, what was the company we talked about? The the, the warning last, the warning, last yeah. week, and this didn't do anything like that. That within three pages, it had established just how stark and bleak it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. There was a line about um, rank meaning nothing in war and concern about a um, a, a leader making a bad decision that would kill everyone. You turn the page, everyone's dead. Boom. Yeah. And that was like, <laughs> wow. That was real stark, you know, and, and super grim. And that's my kind of thing, because it, it's getting more and more difficult to shock me and make me go, wow. And that worked. Yeah. That worked completely. And I was like, damn. Yeah, to sort of touch upon, like, well, even the last two, you sort of were saying, you described the last two um, polar passes, like the image books that we looked at as like, when I was reading, I was like, oh, these are pretty cool. And then you said, oh, yeah, they're supposed to be these big sci-fi things. I was like, oh, I didn't get that from these first two issues. This issue, I was like, okay, I can sort of see the sci-fi yeah. sort of like military element in there. And it was really cool. And I, I liked um, I liked the way the book, um, I mean, it's not something new, but I liked the way the book uh, uh, explored alternative realities and one decision making a difference and pressing like a yeah. button. It was a little bit like um, Groundhog Day. But it, you know it, what you know what it reminded me of. Go on. It, the film with Tom Cruise in "Live, Die, Repeat," the yeah. one that had five different titles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, that's what I dug about. It. I was like, "Ah, oh, cool." So, but at first, I was like, "Oh, which one of these is making it restart again?" Because it, it had like a cool little lightning bit on the page yeah. to sort of indicate, and then the reveal at the end was like, "Well, let's let's just say at the end there was yeah, a the, massive." The reveal twist. at the end is like, "Oh, that is cool," and I was like, "Okay, I dig that." Because, and it makes sense for the way the whole book looks before that like the art yep. and stuff like that like they're in the desert for some of it they're in like the snow planet I was just like wow this world and it, some of it felt medieval like the first 
pages, I, I was like, oh, this is just like Mulan. <laughs> but it makes, the reveal at the end makes sense why all these different as things a, are so different. As a single issue, I don't think they could have got, as a pilot, a single issue, a first issue, I don't think they could have got it better. It was a standalone yeah. with a cliffhanger and it made complete sense and it was completely compelling. And they, yeah. I was, I was stunned by how how much you can achieve in twenty something pages. It was, it was exceptional. Yeah, they managed to fit everything in and still want you yeah, leaving, and leaving when, when, you wanting again, more. I don't want to slag off the the warning because the warning was perfectly good. Yeah, but if you compare how they pitched their idea to last month's last week's warning, this was just perfect. Because that's what these books sort of are, um, first issues. It's sort of like a pitch to the audience. Again, it's like... It's, it's like interesting. a pilot on the it's telly, a, isn't it? I was just about to say that. You just took the word right out of my mouth. It's like I said before, it is like a pilot and you want to get yourself into it. But the thing is as well, with modern day, we're so used to binging to sort of like pilots, in my opinion anyway, for shows. You always... Whenever you talk to someone about a TV show, they say, oh, you have to get for it. The first couple of episodes aren't that great, but once you get into like season two, season three, or sometimes even season four, it's like, that's when it becomes the show it is and it's like it's like that's okay when you know when you're binging it and you can just get through all the stuff at the beginning but when you're like taking it week by week which is why sometimes these books benefit from trade which is kind of you know it's hard it's a lost art to do a to a good do a exceptional pilot yeah and this was bang on yeah yeah hit the money hit the money hit the money hit the ball right out the park money Uh, shot funnily enough this is a pull for me it absolutely oh, is. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, same here, mate. Same here. Really, that twist at the end, I was like, oh, yeah, boy. I like this. I like it. I like it a lot. Mainly because I'm interested. I've, I'm interested in writing my own comic, and it's sort of, like, got a very similar f- element towards the end, so I might steal some bits. Okay, sweet. Um, yeah, so the second one this week we're going to look at. Now, this was tough because DC had two great first issues come out this week, Martian Manhunter and Shazam. And Martian, the, both of them... This is, like, their first appearance in Rebirth, so it's a big deal to sort of, like, oh, my goodness, we're finally... Like, for the longest time, people have been wanting them in this universe, and they finally arrived. And we had a tough decision, but we went for the one. Again, personally, I'm more of a fan of Shazam. And also, you know, the film's coming out, so we thought, ah, it's a, it's a better appeal. Yeah, I, I wanted Martian Manhunter, but you let me have self-made, so I was yeah, like, yeah, that's exactly. Right. Um Exactly. And I knew you were, I knew you'd be a a Martian Manhunter kind of guy because that's just the, the guy you are but yeah we checked out the first issue of Shazam what did you think of it mate? Um, I thought it was Runaways but Vapid Vapid mm. I thought it was awful <sighs> Really? Yeah Vapid is a bad word Fraser Then why are you saying it on air? But it's I, a PG I, show this No not, no I <laughs> know I'm joking no. I'm messing with you The The, the all the characters were overpowered and therefore there was no peril whatsoever. That's the point of Shazam, though. And, and there was very little of any of the characters that, that, that just... They were foster kids with overpowered abilities. Oh, there was no charm. There was... It was... They are charming. Right. Have you what? If you've read Runaways and you've seen how how teen fiction can be done in comic books... PC dub, re- they're not teens. They're younger. Whatever. With with really incredibly deep and interesting characters with unusual and innovative powers and a real load of interesting stuff going on, this was this, this was just 
bland and vapid and it was I couldn't stand it wow Wow. Why? Did you like it? I'm devastated, mate. I loved that? it. But to be fair, I love Shazam and stuff like that, and he is a deep character. Like, they didn't explore too much in this. But They really just... didn't. I've, I've never read Shazam before, and that's the problem, perhaps, yeah, is, is it... they didn't give me anything other than... what The cool thing is, is they sort of did, like... So in Flashpoint, there was, like, the children of Shazam, so there's more than... Usually, it's just him, Billy Bats, and then he turns... In, you know, Shazam, he just turns into him. But now they're sort of exploring more, and it was more of a team dynamic, like you say, and it reminded me of, like, Power Rangers, just the way, like, they've all... They're all coming together to group up, and they're really cool. Right. As soon as a villain comes into into this, you'll see that he's not over... Like, he's supposed to be sort of overpowered, but it's sort of like Shazam is, like, the children's imagination of what a superhero would be. A lot of the times in the comics, it's the reason why he looks the way he does is because he f- either thinks of that as that what his his father was to him, or he sees Superman as Superman's his inspiration. But when you see the villains like Black Black Adam, when they all come into it, think of this right in the films, Black Adam is going to be played by the Rock, right? So he's huge, big dude. So when he goes against his villains, he's not like the, he is in peril. Like, there are dangers. This was just sort of like an introduction into Shazam. And it's being written by Jeff Johns, and Jeff Johns does incredible stuff. I know there's the finger pointing then. Jeff Johns. But he does incredible stuff with characters, like re-establishing characters. Like, he re-established Barry Allen's The Flash and re-established Hal Jordan once he... Especially after he went crazy and just killed all the Green Lanterns, which was very hard to do, but he managed to do it. So I trust in Jeff Johns, and I sort of dug the first issue. But well... But then again, it I seems do have to that. me like it's another one that may benefit from a trade then, because I got nothing. Yeah. I got a bunch of again, a bunch it... of cliched foster kids who'd all got overpowers, and it wasn't charming. It was just oh, that, mate. I want to lend you. I want to lend you some Shazam because he is charming, and I feel like in the future, right. here's the thing. See. I'm coming at it from pretty much zero, and that was my impression. And I get that the fanboys probably got it better. Yeah. But that's not a good way to start a new series. You need to make sure that the fanboys and new readers are welcomed. And I just, I've, I've, I just, well, would, mm, I'd prefer Runaways a hundred times over. I think the thing is as well. It's like it, it will lend itself to when the film comes out. Like people can go back to it. And well, don't get me wrong. I'll go see the film. Of course I will. Read it. I think people it's got will the go rock back in it. And right. Oh no, the rock's not in this one. Well, the rock's got his own movie called Black. It's very confusing. Oh. Uh, the guy, oh, you know the guy who played Sinestro? Yeah. He's playing the villain in it. He's like Dr. Oh, I always mispronounce it. I'm not even going to attempt to say his second name because I always mispronounce it. But it's, yeah, it's him playing it. So it's a really cool villain for the first one. But Black Adam, it's so confusing. The Rock was cast as Black Adam like years ago. And like he's getting a film way, way, way down the line. But he's getting a Black Adam film and it's like, what? And he was supposed to be the villain of Shazam and it's all. It's the DCEU. It's just a crazy mess and like someone's juggling stuff about and but it would be cool to see the rock versus zachary levi so i'm down for that and maybe they're just the <laughs> perhaps they're delaying it so until the point where zachary levi is the same size as the rock so it's a bit more of a fair fight because <laughs> right. he's getting there he's getting quite big but the rock's just huge and huge and soon he'll be a boulder the last one annoyingly so is called it's just an annoying title. It's called the untitled. It's the untitled Avengers Prelude by Marvel for Avengers Four. Still don't have a name. Still don't have a trailer. But yeah, the I've never read a Prelude personally, and they. I'll go but into more 
basically what preludes are, they're sort of like supposed to be something that accompanies the film that's coming out, so like this Avengers 4. So it sort of help maybe give you a little bit more information, but we'll get, I'll go, we'll go more into that. But what did you think of the uh, prelude? Well, I was expecting more. Yeah. I uh, just... Yes. <laughs> I, I like the artwork. The artwork was good. It was perfectly acceptable likenesses of people off the telly. Yeah. Which is good, because quite a lot of art in the past has had very odd interpretations of real-life people. But these were these are pretty on point, and that's about all I've got good to say about I'm it. I'm not going to lie, it was awful. I just, I just really didn't like it. It was basically, and I knew that, I knew this would possibly be the case it was basically a comic book version of the like not even the full film infinity war it was literally like the first 10 20 minutes of infinity war in comics and i was just like what a waste of a book it was a summary of what happened in the film and no but it wasn't even like a summary and then they gave us like some background stuff it was literally the like shot for shot but in comic it's like someone gone oh i'm writing this here make this into a film and it's just like it's lazy and they do this like i feel like they do this all the time because the closest the closest prelude i've come to reading is the spider-man homecoming one because i'm a huge spider-man fan and i checked out i looked at that first issue before i bought it i'm so glad i did because it was just the stuff from uh from civil war and even in that they gave a little bit more because obviously spider-man's not the full character in that and this it was just there was nothing there was nothing like nothing at all it was it was Exactly the same as previously on X Men. Yeah, it yeah. It was there was literally nothing else. And then it stopped, and I was like, it didn't even. Uh, you've not even finished the full film, and there's going to be three of these, and the three are just going to be the film. And it's, it's like it's going to be the book a, of the film. Yeah, and it's a really cool uh, opportunity. Like, if you're going to do that, fair, but like release it when it comes out with a film and release it as a trade. I'm all for releasing a you know a comic book of the film. Yeah, I yeah. get that. But that isn't what I was expecting with this. No. I was expecting a little, a nice Especially little side storyline yeah. or something for something to and just they, give us anything. Yeah, and when they started these, like the biggest one I remember is Fury's Big Week, and you know what? I probably want to read that um, just to see how far away it's gone because Fury's Big Week was basically the prelude to Avengers, and it explained all the like it was Fury's interaction in all the different films that had come before and it was like five or six films and it was you know all this stuff happened in one big week and it was a lead up to Avengers him sorting out the backbones and sort of time phase one all together where this was just like seen that last movie yeah here it is in comics like come on oh and you're gonna have to wait for the other heart I absolutely get I absolutely get that you can't give too much it needs to be completely it needs to be a, a nice little bit of support, a nice little tidbit that adds to the story, but it's not necessary for the story. That would have been ace, yeah. but they gave us literally, like you said, frame by frame, comic book adaptation of exactly. the, the, the the first film, and that's that's no good to me. The closest thing to a prelude I've gone to for is it's Catalyst by for the Rogue One movie, and it was a it was a whole book, but it delved into the like story of uh, the Ursos, like Jin Ursos, like parents and stuff like that, and it gave you more. And again, it was one of them. It's like you didn't have to read it beforehand, but when I did like reading it and then going into the film, the first like ten minutes had more meaning for it. Like for other people, it's just mm-hmm. like ah, oh, they just died. It's tragic for Jin, but whatever. But for me, it was like oh my goodness, they've been dealing with this situation for so long, and now it's like yeah, that that's that's exactly the kind of perfect thing I was talking about. Something exactly. that's 
has lovely support and fleshes out something that you don't necessarily have to flesh out, but it's nice that you do. This, what really bothers me about this is this book is going to sell better than some of much, much better titles that are pushing boundaries. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put your money on that because I feel like some, like preludes. I don't feel as as successful. At least I hope not. As people think, it's because again, it's like comic book fans just look at him and go, oh, "No, it's a prelude." Like yeah, what about the non comic book fans? They're but the thing is, with non comic book fans, if you go in it, like yeah, you might buy one, but if you're not a comic book fan, you're not really going to go into a comic book store. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? Maybe. Like, and I feel a lot of comic book fans come in after a film. So, like, say if they've just seen Infinity War, then they'll go into a comic book store and then they'll buy stuff. So it makes sense to do, like we said, the comic book. Here's the comic book version of the film in trade after the film comes out, not mm. before, like, the previous film before the new one comes out. And it's just... No, it's a, it's our pass from me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm usually quite generous because in this... In this world we create of pull and pull or pass, I have infinite amount of money and infinite amount of time, so I am quite. Whereas I, I, I make it very real. If I say pull, I literally pull, mm. and um, it, it's definitely a pass for this. It's definitely a pass for Shazam. I can't wait to go into the um, comic book store and double check and be like, hmm, I'm sure Mark lied here. Now, Mark, not true. <laughs> It's time for Trade Off. At least you didn't go high. Get your comics from the loft. Good grief. <laughs> yeah, guys, it's a uh, Trade Off. Oh, my goodness. Why are you still playing? Stop. You did that last week. Well. It's, you know what? It's the good, the bad, and the ugly. It really wants to keep playing. It's like, no, it's the cowboys and um, and all of us taking over the music. Do, do, you have to, do you have to do that silly talk-over stuff? Everyone knows that the good, the bad, and the ugly Trade-off. It's trade-off. I apologise to all your the dogs listening. From the loft. Oh, no, that's better. That's how you know it's true. You, you were super butch then. Well, so the way trade—I <laughs> know—it's felt bizarre. Right. The way trade-off works is now me and Mark have Mark, very, right. very, very. Again, who is this? I are you doing another show without me with this guy called I? Right. Terrible name. Get on with it. Stupid name. I and Mark. No. Apparently. No. <laughs> apparently, this I and Mark are very chums. I bet you both get on as well. I bet you both agree on trade. Are you now? Tell? No, it's fine. I, I've got a show called Fraser and I. Have you? Yeah. yeah well, no Apparently idea. you talk about it. All right. Get on with it. So, I I have very, very family-friendly tastes. Marvel, DC, Archie, IDW, all them. Very, very family-friendly. A few Disney comics. Mark is very much adult. Not in a sort of dark side of the internet kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> More like he likes his sci-fi, his horror. I'm a very big Freddy cat, so horror's kind of a bit of a sketchy one for me. I like my Archie horror, but that's only because it's, you know, almost family-friendly horror. Right. But a lot of the times, whenever I give Mark a book, it'll be a family-friendly one. Usually, sometimes, very very most of the time, Spider-Man. And whenever Mark gives me a book, most of the time it's Image. It's not like I don't like superheroes and family-friendly stuff. It's just I've got... No, nah, he hates it. He hates That's it all. He looks, he looks at me, how dare you give me That's Spider-Man. That's not true. 
I like Spider-Man. I'm like, just not Archie, completely Archie, what, like you. What a bunch of losers, that ginger-headed freak. Get on with I it. See, I see how it is. Right, anyway. This Dissing Jughead in his, <laughs> his beanie. Right, this <laughs> week I gave Fraser Postal, which is a Top Cow comic. So it's not Image. No, 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 no. Says all, he says all I read is image, which isn't true. But I gave him Postal. No, that's my mean version. <laughs> what did you think of Postal, Fraser? I really dug Postal. That um, so it's, the place called Eden in like Canada or something. Mm-hmm. It proper reminded me of Australia. Like the concept is like Australia from a couple of years ago because it's all like criminals have moved there. Yeah, and sort of like. But I like the way the town works. How like everyone sort of. They know everyone's a criminal, but they sort of keep themselves to themselves. Everything's fine. But then this big murder happens, and it's like, okay, so things are sort of going to get peeled wide open here. So that, like, the concept from the beginning was interesting. And I loved our main character, uh, who's got, like, um, Asperger's syndrome. Yeah. And, like, using that as a plot device was brilliant. Like, the way he sort of, you know, the way he sees the world and the way he sort of, like, because we get this uh, usual, like, thought bubbles, like, thought bits of dialogue. And the way that works was kind of interesting, and it made it made you sort of appeal to the character more. Like it's, yeah. it's used a lot in comics that, but I feel with this like syndrome and the way he's sort of going to work out I, I, this I th- murder and I why thought, he wants to work out this murder. I thought that the, it was a really sensitive take on yeah. Asperger's, like very real and not sentimental and patronising, but very kind of accurate in its portrayal of the way the way people with Asperger's think. Uh, I, I have friends with autism with Asperger's and um, it's it it rang it rang true for me and it could have been hokey but it worked really really well yeah and I dug the uh, family dynamic as well like the mum sort of like oh I used to blame it on me but it's clearly not and then yeah there's stuff with the fire and stuff like that it was really interesting as well that it was uh, the trade was one to four I was like oh right so this is going to be a bit of a because I was gutted I went travel I went uh, over to Wales this week and I actually forgot my... Tr- the tr- I usually read, if I've got a trade and I'm going traveling somewhere, I'll take the trade with me. And I actually forgot. And I was like, oh, no, this is going to be a big, intense read because I hadn't actually looked how big the trade was yet. And I was like, oh, no, my luck, it's going to be a big, fat trade. I'm going to have to bash it all in, like, one day. And then it was four issues. It's like, oh, brilliant. And it was one of them where I was like, I just kept reading. I was like, okay, this is really... It was four very good quality issues. Exactly. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I'm not this, like... The more the... Like, if it was like that all the time. Ooh. Noise are there. One one thing I liked about it is again we've talked about this today. We talked about it last week about how some stories benefit from being in a trade. I think the first issue was good, but after the second issue, you were completely hooked. Hooked in, yeah. So it's it's similar to what could have potentially been the case with the warning that I'm now not going to read. But because I've read the trade, it it hooked me after the second... They call them chapters in the trade, but it was clearly each issue. Slow burn, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And again, a lot of trades do benefit from that. You're continually reading. And, you know, if you do read it as single issues, I guess you... A lot of the time, you don't just pick up a a random issue. You sort of... Most of the time, you want to read that or you've got some inclination, so you sort of do stick with it. So, um, but yeah, but yeah. Enjoyed the trade. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it very, very much. Did you notice that the lettering was slightly different to usual? Yeah, and Which I think, I think it, it kind of works with the postal sort of him exactly. being the delivery sort of. I postal, did like that. letter. I, I also, was nice. there was a nice little, I think the writers of this are Star Wars fans, because there was, and I got very confused because I actually thought they called a character Mark Hamill, but there was a Mr. Hamill, and then the next page, the main character is called Mark. So there was a Hamill mentioned before and then a Mark there and I was it's like a good name. I was like, 
Wait a second, what's going on here? Um, but yeah, no, I dug it. I dug it. Have you read The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Night Time? I'm going to say no. No. Okay, well, that's, that? That, that's a book by Mark Haddon, which is about a young man who um, investigates a crime, and he's got autism as well. And it again, that emphasised the unique investigative oper- and observational skills of someone oh, on the autistic spectrum. And it did remind me of that a little bit. It would be cool to see that in more, I think, media as well, like in a TV show or in a film, like, again, like a Sherlock kind of situation. Because mm. Sherlock, for me, has always sort of seemed like he's just got these superpowers. And almost in, his, in a way, this syndrome can be sort of seen... In a le- like in a le- in a more like concrete actual real world situation, like it is a different approach to looking at stuff, and you sort of you see stuff that maybe people without the syndrome don't see, and it's it is beneficial, and it'd be cool to see. I'd I'd really dig seeing this in a film or maybe so. more a TV series, like yeah. it's continuous mysteries. Amazon Prime or something. I'm, you know what? Amazon would totally pick this up. Yeah. They love picking up like um, indie books and stuff like Preacher, that. Preacher, Lucifer, yeah, exactly. Kind of thing, yeah. Um, so I can see that happening. Mm. I'd dig that. I'd dig that. A postal. Uh, so do you want to read the rest of Postal Fraser? How 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 much is there so far? Still ongoing, I think. Yeah, I'm not yeah, up to date no, with I, it, uh, but it's um, still ongoing. I think. At least up to the. So is this mystery? This first mystery is that the big story that keeps going and going, or do they have other mysteries? Don't know. I've only read the first book too. Okay. Oh, <laughs> this works all right then, because that's what I'd be interested to see if it goes. You know, they solved this mystery and then something else unravels from that because it's sort of what happened with um, Riverdale season one. There was a, Season one was all about this one mystery, like this murder mystery, and season two, it was a di- like season one ended with a cliffhanger for season two. Mm. So maybe they do that with like the 12th. They solve it in the 12th one, but then they, there's something else because, again, with the setting they've set up here, a bunch of criminals in one place and they all sort of live in cohesion, when that sort of, when one thing gets disrupted, everything sort of falls out of the way and there is someone in there now trying to ruin this place so yeah I'd probably check it out dig it I'd dig it it's pretty it's pretty dope pretty dope now what we got next week Fraser oh next week well as I mentioned earlier in the show and I've mentioned quite for (laughs) quite a lot in the past couple of weeks Enter the Spider-Verse is coming out so I'm lending Mark Spider-Man the first um the first one because the Spider-Man the first ever crossover one. right yeah yeah which is really really cool and I'm really excited to just and it's a good lead up for that film as well I feel I was going to do um, Spider-Verse but that is a huge huge trade and might have to be split into two or three so we might that might come off in trade off maybe when the DVD comes out or something or mm. I feel maybe once you've seen the film it might sort of help you read Spider-Verse because when it comes to crossovers and stuff like that and like connecting the universes it can get confusing and maybe seeing it on the big screen before you read it might help just a little you can sort of see oh so that's where the influences sort of come from now we're interested in what you want to you have to say as well we talked about Paul Pass forgot to mention before if if you've read any of them and you'd put them and we're interested to find out whether you would pull or pass them we've actually put a poll on Facebook and on Twitter um, again, it just says the title and it says whether you pull or pass. I'm interested to see what you guys think as well because, you know, it's all great us two saying it, but 
you know, like I said before, we've got two very different demographics. Family yeah. friendly, adult. I imagine some people are somewhere in the middle. Probably. Or some, you know, and we're interested to see what you find out. And again, like we said, we had an interesting topic with Shazam. The Shazam was the one where we were different. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see where people lie with that. People who have read Shazam, people who haven't. Maybe there's people who've read Shazam and want to pull it. There's people who know Shazam, want to pass on it. So it's interesting to see. And if you've ever read Postal as well, shoot us a letter let us know not a letter what decade are we in let us know about that as well send but, us a message you know what mate I think that's the show this week well thank you very much it's everybody for solid. listening we've had a fab time we hope you exactly. have too it's exciting next week because it is I think it's Enter the Spider-Verse I know <gasps> hype mate and maybe even some and then in the future Aquaman might be next week might be the week after who knows but it's been an hour mate so great scots it's been almost an hour what the devil are they doing? Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Thanks for listening to Geek of the Week. Be sure to tune in next week. Same geek time, same geek channel. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's at GOTW Radio on Twitter. Search for Geek of the Week Radio Show on Facebook. And to listen again, it's www.mixcloud.com forward slash Geek of the Week Radio Show.